Welcome to the Burn Right Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping big-hearted, creative women battle burnout and live happy, healthy, and vibrant lives. I am Kelly Ann, a fellow big-hearted creative, a licensed mental health therapist, and a proud, quirky millennial. Welcome to today's episode, which is going to be all about defining what burnout is. Today, we're going to talk about what burnout means clinically, and also what burnout means to me and kind of my philosophy around burnout. Also talk about my own personal journey through burnout, what that looked like for me, what it felt like, the ABCs of burnout prevention, which is the tools and the skills that I learned to get me on the other side of burnout to now what I consider being burning bright. So welcome to this episode. I hope it's helpful for you. And we'll start off by talking about what burnout is. And so the clinical definition of burnout is really this emotional kind of exhaustion that takes hold, increased anxiety and depression that is a culmination basically of overwhelming stressors that you just push yourself until you can't anymore. But for me, burnout has always kind of felt and looked a little different in the sense that I see burnout as a betrayal, hence the title of today's episode. Burnout is a betrayal to me because it is, in my mind, a series of little moments where you betray the things that are important to you, whether it's your values or your goals or just your your purpose. And it is those culmination of the choices that you make time and time again to not put those things first in your life that lead to burnout. So what I mean by that is burnout as a betrayal. Let's take, for example, work. You say to yourself that you are in this job and it's because it's important to you or it's because of something you love, but also you prioritize your relationship with your partner. So you promise your partner from the outset, as much as I love this job, I am not going to let it get between our relationship. And yet fast forward six months, maybe a year later, and you are staying late at work one more time again, missing date night canceling plans with your partner. And so the betrayal is that moment in which you are doing the thing exactly the opposite of what you promised. And so in my theory, burnout is a series of thousands of those little moments. It's the time that you swear that you want to be compassionate and kind, and yet you find yourself wanting to yell at your coworker that you say to yourself that I am going to have some good self-care in my life that's important to me and yet you are running through your lunch hour you are not eating you're barely even going to the bathroom on time and so when we have these moments I believe they add up and just like the saying there's a thousand little cuts burnout is a thousand little betrayals about you losing track of what's important to you what matters your values, your goals, all those things kind of taking a back seat. And when we allow the things that make us us take a back seat, it is a recipe for burnout to occur. And so for me, that is what happened. I started my career as a social worker really optimistic. And while I know this sounds crazy, my dream was to work in a prison system. And so, yes, I started my career at the young age of 24, working in a men's maximum security prison, and not just working in the men's maximum security prison, but working in the most maximum part of that prison, which was the special housing unit or SHU or solitary. 
And I have to tell you, though, again, it's going to sound surprising to people. I loved working with inmates. I thought it was one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life clinically. I ran a group for the worst behaved inmates in the state, and I had a blast. However, within three years, I was clinically depressed, clinically anxious, had post-traumatic stress syndrome, and was barely, barely functioning. And there were a lot of reasons why I burned out of that job, and that in itself could be its own entire podcast, Prison Stories with Kelly. Maybe that'll be the second one I do. (laughs) But one of the things that remained true is that fundamentally, I went into working in the prison system because I wanted to help people. Particularly, I wanted to help men of color. That was what I felt was my mission and my calling. And I thought, where can I make an impact? I want to work in a prison system where I can help those men live better lives. And as an African-American woman, I just felt connected to that cause. And so it was really important that when I went to do this work that I always had at the fore, that that was my mission was to, to help and to bring dignity and kindness and warmth to an otherwise brutal and harsh place. And so burnout showed up when I was unable to do the thing that I loved and to really live that mission and that purpose. And it started in small ways, but it really was a culmination of a thousand little cuts that led me right out of the field and really questioning if I could ever do social work again, if I could ever be a therapist. And that hung with me for years. And so for me, the betrayals were small and really large. I saw inmate abuse that really traumatized me and broke my spirit and was so against my course code, which was to go in there and help uh, my patients. And so to hear about them being abused broke me. But even in small ways, when I was overwhelmed with my caseload and had to rush people out of session, when I constantly felt uneasy or unsure about what I was doing, all of those little moments, as well as the big ones, added up in these moments of betrayals of what was important to me. That every time I compromised, big or small, it added up until I was unable to do the thing I love anymore. And so, again, burnout is that betrayal. It's that thousand cuts that add up to you being unable to do what you love. And for me, it culminated in a huge burnout. I quit my job with no job lined up. (laughs) I was basically in a puddle on the floor. I was numb. I had all the symptoms of clinical burnout, which is I feelings of numbness, um, racing thoughts, heightened anxiety, increase in depression, not able to connect with others, and what we call psychosomatic symptoms where I just was feeling ill often and getting sick a lot. And I kept telling myself, well, I'm getting massages and I'm going on vacations and I'm doing spa days. Why am I so burned out? And while it might be obvious to you listening right now, it was so not obvious to me. And not for years to come did I ever realize how burned out I was from that experience and to the point where I went an additional five years after working in the prison system before I ever picked up a diagnosis related to burnout, which was be compassion fatigue. 
And so it was at that moment that I realized where it all started back in that prison system and how I never really had recovered even five years later because I hadn't ever said out loud what burnout was for me, that I was so disappointed in myself and so upset at at what I felt was a failure on my part to do the work that I loved or to be there for my patients that I was unable to acknowledge that that's what led to my burnout was my utter disappointment and disgust with me. And so one of the things I've noticed when I work with other people with burnout is while the cases aren't as extreme and maybe they're not working in a prison environment where people are getting severely abused, but they are working and living and existing in a world where they are betraying their values and what's important to them so many times in a day that they've lost track and that that leads to absolute burnout. And so when we adjust it to, let's say, a relationship, burnout is a betrayal in the sense that it is those moments where you say to yourself, this is what's important to me in a relationship. These are my deal breakers. I want someone who respects me. I want someone who's honest. I want someone who has a good sense of humor. And then you find yourself in a relationship with somebody and they're just not funny. Or you question their honesty and they're not respectful and they've quickly not met those things that you said were so important to you and so the relationship starts to die and you start to get burned out on it because you make choices over and over again that you say to yourself okay well maybe he's not funny but he's punctual (laughs) or okay he's not necessarily a liar but in this moment I don't feel like he's telling me the whole truth And it's those moments that add up, tiny little moments that add up over and over and over again to the point where before you know it, you feel disconnected from your partner, you feel disappointed in yourself, and you are just burned out on this relationship and maybe on love as a whole. And so when we talk about burnout being a betrayal, it really is a simple concept really hard to deal with but it is all about the ways that we let go of what's important to us and so this podcast I hope becomes a way for you to start on the road back if you're not already there or continue on the road to standing in firmly your values and your goals and what's important to you and not compromising on those things because I believe that when you don't compromise and when you stand in your truth burnout becomes something that is at a distance and at worst manageable in your life and so that was my journey and it led me to think about well if burnout is a self-betrayal if it's a thousand amounts of moments of betrayal what how do you combat that how do you fight against that and so that really led me to start on this journey to really try to be the best version of myself and to do it in a way that would bring sustained results and that became the abcs of burnout prevention and so what are they 
for me, the ABCs are as follows. In order to overcome burnout, you need to have an A in your life, and the A stands for authenticity. You have to be your whole self. You have to know what what and who that is, what qualities make up your best version of you, and you have to utilize that and leverage that to put yourself in your life and to live in a way and to live in a way that is meaningful and 100% you at all times. That is authenticity. The B in the burnout prevention module stands for having boundaries and being brave. So once you know who you are, it's really important that you protect that and draw a wall around yourself. Draw, draw a line that can't be crossed. That people, that people do not come into your space, space and make and you compromise yourself. You compromise the things that are things are you. So you need boundaries. boundaries. But, but setting boundaries is really scary. And it's something that I struggled with a lot in my life. And so, so it takes a huge amount of bravery to set boundaries. And so that are the, those are the two things, boundaries and bravery is what keeps you authentic. The other thing, the C and the ABCs of burnout prevention is clarity and compassion. And so you know who you are, you draw a line, you're really brave about it, and you make sure nobody pushes on that. But you need to be really clear on how you want your life to look. That just because you know who you are doesn't mean you know all the ins and outs of how your life should function. And so clarity is so needed. You have to look back and look at the ways that you haven't lived your your truth, haven't been authentic. You have to analyze the moments where you weren't brave. You have to analyze the moments where you weren't boundaried and you let people in and let them hurt you. And so it requires a lot of clarity. But in order to look back, in order to analyze, in order to see people in your life that maybe just aren't a good fit or boundary pushers, you also have to do this all with a spirit of compassion. And so compassion plays this huge part because you have to just be in a space of forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive others who've pushed on your boundaries or have had made you feel like you had to live this false version of who you are. And so you need the clarity, but you have to do it with some gentleness and some ease and some kindness and the C, which is compassion. And finally, once you've done all those things, you have to be determined. And that is sometimes the hardest piece is we can do all of this great work. And yet (laughs) six days later, six months later, six years later, we just forget or we lose focus or we it gets too hard and we just stop and so determination is what keeps you going when you've done the work when you've looked behind you when you've been compassionate when you've been brave and you've been boundaried and you've stood in your truth you've got to just have some good old-fashioned determination to carry you three through and to keep you consistently standing in your truth and doing so in a way that is healthy and so it's all of those things together, those four thing, those six things actually, the authenticity, your boundaries, being brave, being clear on what you need, being compassionate, and being determined, and that makes you burnout proof. Now the recipe is fairly simple. 
The execution of it is really, really, really hard. And it is something that I still work on to this day. I've gotten the authenticity down. I'm pretty comfortable with who I am. But I fight on a daily basis with setting boundaries. And I can get clear and I can tell you everything I've done wrong in every relationship or every job I've had or any of the things in my life. But I'm not always so compassionate about it. And oh boy, determination. Yeah, I quickly want to slide back into bad behaviors or old habits because it's just really hard being consistent. So it's a journey. It's not something that you arrive at and then stop and never have to worry about again. It's something you continuously deal with over and over and over again. And so this is the start of what's going to be a four-part series where we're going to break down each one of those ABCs and the D in burnout prevention. In the next couple weeks, we'll talk about authenticity and the bravery and boundaries. We'll talk about clarity and compassion. And then the final week, we'll talk about determination. And each time we talk about them, I will tell you a story from my own life and how I coped with this, failed at this, battled with this. And I'll also include the books, quotes, music, songs, TV shows, just things in my life from people around me that kept me going, that set the tone for the the topic at hand. So next week, we're going to talk about authenticity, and it is going to be sponsored each week. We're going to have an episode sponsored by something. So it is going to be sponsored by Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic, and this is a book all about creative living beyond fear. And I We'll talk a little bit about Elizabeth Gilbert and why I think she is a perfect example of authenticity, lover or hater, and how I have struggled with it. So thank you for sticking around for this first episode of the Burn Bright podcast. Feel free to check me out on Instagram. My handle is Let's Burn Bright. I'm on iTunes now. Spotify and iHeartRadio. So if you like this podcast and you like the content, please feel free to leave a review and and let me know what you think so I can keep bringing you this content week possible. And I hope to see you back here next Wednesday for another episode of the Girl Bright Podcast. Have a great day.